here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Maybe, maybe Rob's just getting a little Twitter happy with polls. Maybe. Jeff Hawkins. Rob likes his polls. I do. I like the polls. I'm, I'm a big poll fan. I mean, I, as many polls as I can get in me, I will take them. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. They cry in the dark so you can't see their tears. They hide in the light so you can't see their fears. Give and forget all the while. Love and pain become one and the same in the eyes of a wounded child because hell, hell is for children. Week on Shake Them Ropes, Hell in the Cell is for children. McMahon's children. Shane McMahon is back for WrestleMania to face The Undertaker. The most over babyface in WWE coming out of Raw is Triple H. Ryback has an identity crisis mid-match, and we don't really know which side he's on. Also, we look back this week at Mankind and Shawn Michaels' match at Mind Games for our match on WWE's list of top 100 matches to watch on the network before you die. Here's the host of Shake Them Ropes, the incomparable, Rob McCarron. Rob, how we doing? Shane McMahon is back? Yeah, here comes the money. Money, 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 money. The hell? Oh, yeah. That was a surprise, wasn't it? You know, when they when they leaked, not they, not WWE, but when uh, the wrestling bubble was saying that Undertaker's opponent was a guy not currently on the main roster, Shane McMahon, not in my top 10. No. 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 That, no. that ship had seemingly sailed. Oh, yes. And if he was going to come back, it wasn't going to be to wrestle. No. And that's now, why, And that's why I still think. Mm-hmm. here two days later, one day later, one day later, <laughs> Shane McMahon versus Undertaker isn't going to be the match. I don't think so. No. Yeah. I, I don't see Shane McMahon coming back and wrestling. Now it's a cool little one week gimmick, like get people talking. Shane McMahon's back. You book the match and then next week or the week after, you know, Shane McMahon pulls one over on Vince, which is why he's back in the first place. Apparently he's pulling one over on Vince and Stephanie but he'll pull one over on Vince and say, you know, like you, you said one match one night, but you didn't necessarily say me, blah, blah, blah. And he'll have someone go in there and fight for him. Or, you know, I've seen the theory pulled around that maybe Undertaker somehow joined Shane. Like, why are you booking me in your fight, Vince McMahon? You know, uh, but I, I don't see Shane versus Undertaker happening uh, at all. There are just two things here that bother me. One is they can easily accidentally turn Shane heel by making any mention of WCW and the whole kind of thing they did with the invasion angle because they become so conditioned to boo WCW, as we saw even in in WrestleMania last year, to root against that. I mean, is is Sting available to be Shane's proxy? Who knows? I I, I can't see that happening. But I also just can't see The Undertaker being Vince McMahon's lackey and being the bad guy in this feud. Now, 
you can say he was a heel during the Brock feud, but he never healed on the fans in a way that you kind of have to in a Vince versus Shane setup. You know, he was a, he was a, he was a fighter trying to find an edge more than a guy who was a bad guy who had turned his back on the WWE faithful, which he'd have to do here. I just, it, it seems so disconnected to have Shane going against the undertaker in some way and expecting Shane to come out of it right now with cheers. Even if he's not involved in the match, he's still involved in the match in some way. And people are going to have to pick a side here as to who they want to quote unquote run Monday night raw. Yeah. I, I think when the day comes, when WrestleMania comes, if John Cena is healthy or John Cena is close enough to being healthy, John Cena will be in this match some way still. And it can be Hell in the Cell, John Cena, and The Undertaker. Maybe John Cena is fighting for Shane, like, you know, I'll give Shane power because I'm tired of the authority kind of thing. Um, but I, I, I still, if I had to pick right now what match is going to happen, Shane versus Undertaker or anyone else versus Undertaker, I would pick anyone else versus Undertaker. John Cena versus Taker uh, might be a 50-50 with Shane uh, versus Taker. But I don't, you know, I, I just don't buy after the one week even with the official graphic, uh, the official graphic probably gives it away even more. I mean, this guy, this Shane McMahon at 46 years old, sure, that's not necessarily too old to wrestle, but for Shane McMahon, who's been a dad the last, you know, 10 years and hasn't really been in the ring in a long time, uh, he's, he's not the same guy as like a Sting who can just go in there after he's been working year after year. So He's I, not the same guy who Kurt Angle was putting through plate glass that's windows. That's right. That's right. He's not the same guy who was getting choke slammed by Kane. He's not you the know. same dude. So I, I just don't see that happening. But um, the moment itself on Raw was certainly interesting. I mean, Shane McMahon kicked off Raw. Stephanie McMahon, after all, was the winner of the Vincent J. McMahon uh, Legacy of Excellence Award. So we were close. I mean, I mm. thought they would give it to Triple H. Same effect, really, them giving it to Stephanie McMahon. Uh, same circumstances. So Stephanie gets the award before she can give her speech. Shane McMahon comes back, and the first half hour of WWE Raw was Shane McMahon speaking with Stephanie and Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince and Stephanie seemingly, as of right now, on the opposite side of Shane, as Shane wants control of Raw. Yeah. Another control storyline. Oh, man. And, of course, if he gets authority, eventually he'll have to turn heel as well because that's how they do a little bit of a plot contrivance in, in this whole setup as well, because we have a lock box. There's a lock box involved. There's a lock box involved with something in it. It's 2000 all over again. Now, Rob, mm -hmm. to quote the movie seven, what's in the box? Is it Gwyneth Paltrow's head? Got to be kind of awesome. That'd no. be kind of awesome. Awesome. What awesome. you sicko. She's terrible. Oh, <laughs> Jeff. Jeffrey, alienating okay. the Gwyneth Paltrow fans in our audience. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. All those snooty erudite types that listen to Shake Them Ropes. I'm going to lose two followers at Shake Them Ropes because of that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's. I'll put you on the spot. What's in the box? I don't know what's in the box. I don't even know if we ever find out what's in the box. Do you think it's a MacGuffin? MacGuffin yeah. that, they never, that they never pay off? Maybe it's CM Punk's medical history. I came up with something on the way home oh, today geez. from work that is so in line with the McMahon 
family thing because we know it's a blackmail thing, right? And he got in some trouble of some sort. It's a paternity test that says that Stephanie's not Vince's daughter. Sure, why not? It wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Vince to do that. I wouldn't either. That's that's. It would be so WWE unless it's like photos of Katie Vick or something. I just also don't know. Like the angle is, you know, what exactly? The angle is Shane has this information on Vince. Shane bailed out Vince, so Vince owes him a solid of some sort, and this information right. that he has is in a is in a lockbox. Now maybe they assemble a super team to go break into well, a no, bank. I I don't think we're ever going to find out what's in the lockbox. I think that was just a line and something they made up because they always have to make something up to fill in blanks that don't exist. Right. Uh, it was just what they made up to make sense of Shane coming back and having, you know, actual power. You know, he doesn't have all the power, but he has some power, obviously. Uh, so that was what they made up. But we're never going to find out what's in the lockbox, and that story will be forgotten next week. Oh, I think we will eventually. I think we have to figure it out, I th and it's going to be something that's five, five years from now when Shane comes back again and it's Shane versus Triple H for power? Oh, it'll be like Triple H and uh, HBK's secret plan against The Undertaker. It'll just be a running gag. I don't know what's in the <laughs> lockbox. All I know is it is not Al Gore's plans for the country. Yeah, <laughs> but this this angle, I mean, the important part of it is it's Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker. That's what they're announcing. I don't think it'll be Shane McMahon wrestling The Undertaker. I think it'll be John Cena. If John Cena cannot wrestle, if he's too hurt and they don't clear him to come back, maybe they do Shane as a backup. Maybe maybe that is actually their backup plan. Like you announce Shane now. So if the match happens, hey, we announced it all along. But if John Cena comes back and he's healthy, boom, plug John Cena in there. And you're all set or maybe, give maybe something else. Maybe. And this just might be a placeholder to give Vince, you know, three or four weeks to try and make a deal with somebody. Maybe. I don't know is who it, else is out there. Could it be someone on the roster? Could it be a Wyatt's or even a Ryback? Could be. I don't think it'll be Ryback. I don't think he's big enough for the spot, but Hey, Bobby Lashley at the time wasn't big enough for the spot with Trump and he got it. So you can always just place someone in there because if you're in the McMahon feud, if you're in the Undertaker match, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, they put a Umaga in a feud like this as well. Well, he was the one wrestling Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he wasn't big enough. So, no, yeah. No, so they can do a number of different things. I'm just not convinced right now. You can put all the shiny graphics you want up there. I'm not convinced right now that the match is actually going to end up being Shane McMahon versus Undertaker, comma, the... I just don't see it. <laughs> um, but we had some other, uh, anything else you have on the whole Shane thing? Because really, I mean, as much newsworthiness people thought was uh, coming from this, I mean, Shane's back. Once you get over the glee, if you're gleeful, once you get over the misery, if you're you know miserable over this, once you get over the, just the shock and awe, all we got really was a WrestleMania match and a match that wasn't even built up by The Undertaker since he won't be back for a little bit. Um, so you just kind of have to see where things go. You know, I, I didn't do a VOW live last night and people were texting me and, or, uh, tweeting me at shake them ropes, you know, Oh, of all, of all the weeks to not do a VOW live, this one would get huge. You know, we would, we would watch this. We would have so many calls and like, you know, after, after 20 minutes of talking about Shane, what else is there? I'm just saying, for a guy who was getting put in a Hell in a Cell match against The Undertaker, Shane McMahon didn't seem terribly concerned. He seemed like he was just, he's a guy 
who's there in the room, not really knowing what's going on, but he's trying to smile and look like he belongs. Yeah. Because he, he was just giving these weird looks like he was just kind of vacant. Like, Although he cuts a better promo than any of the other McMahons, I think, in terms of He did all right for himself speaking, yeah. Yeah. He did all right for himself speaking. Vince McMahon had another screw-up. Oh, yeah. Cussing right yeah. in Shane's face. I yeah, mean, you, this, can't gra- you, you can't grab his arm, but you can cuss on TV. Titus O'Neil gets suspended. Brad Maddox gets fired. The guy who screwed up on TV more than any of them is Vince McMahon. But you can do that, I guess, if it's your show. You can do mm-hmm. that if it's your show. Um, we also had another match made for WrestleMania. Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar. They indeed went that way. We speculated on Sunday that they were uh, switching to, to that. And, uh, you know, it it has happened. I was never... I was never all in on the Bray Wyatt-Brock Lesnar match. I just don't think that Bray Wyatt beating up Brock Lesnar amongst the others on Raw a few weeks ago was really a sign that they were going to go that way in a match. And it it gave them time, and they have Dean Ambrose and Brock, which will be a cool match. I think it adds to the, uh, the spectacle at WrestleMania a little bit, especially for those who might be disappointed by a Roman Reigns Triple H main event. You know, put Dean Ambrose in a big match with Brock Lesnar. That kind of gets people back in. Uh, so this will it should be a good match. I'm excited for it. Uh, six weeks of build, though. I yeah. wonder if it's going to be the same six weeks of what we've been seeing. You know, Dean Ambrose getting crushed by Brock Lesnar for six straight weeks, just saying I'm indestructible and I'll keep fighting back. But, you know, you're going to kill me. Yeah, that was my issue with this whole thing. It was too quick for for a confrontation like that. Um, well, too quick. They've been yeah, doing it, it the last several weeks. Well, this wasn't new. Hold on. <laughs> number one, they were building this Wyatt's thing since Royal Rumble. I mean, that's what the Rumble storyline in there was planned for. So this was a this is a relatively new development right here. Um, but what I'm saying is, you know, they have six weeks. You don't need him to come back in the ambulance as wacky prop comic Dean Ambrose again, because they did this with the Ambrose Wyatt feud where he came back in an ambulance to fight. Have Brock hurt him this week, send him to the hospital. He has the week off, and then he can come back next week or the week after. You have plenty of time to do this. You didn't need this this, this confrontation right here where Dean gets destroyed, and it's, yeah, you, how, how do you now slow it down for another five weeks? Because now it's, is it going to be just Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler over and over again, where they fight each other week after week after week. And one gets the upper hand one week, one gets the upper hand the next week. And we're supposed to be excited for the match at WrestleMania because it's a big time match. Look, I I'm excited about the match. I'm excited about the stipulation. I think it's the right stipulation. It looks like this. It was funny that this year's WrestleMania is starting to be like a starcade build where they're going to blow off everything with a, with a certain uh, stipulation match. But yeah, I, I just thought the confrontation this week, it wasn't necessary. Just have, I wanted to see Brock destroy the locker room. That's what Heyman was setting up. Let's see him have his temper tantrum about not having a main event match. He's knocked out Dean. Dean can come back for revenge next week, and maybe he destroys the locker room. And then on the third week, they can, you know, have their little match, and Brock will, Brock will accept the fight. But it, it, we're going to be in a holding pattern, I think, for five weeks. I think it, it right. could have been it could have been where you don't announce a match and something kind of builds. Yeah, sure. I, I guess they just wanted to have you know you know stop freaking out about WrestleMania people. Buy the buzz tickets. For tickets. Buy tickets. Brock Lesnar is going to be in a big match and it's going to be against one of your favorites, Dean Ambrose. 
So there oh, we go. That's the match. He's getting suplexed a lot, I think. So you had Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar uh, in the first two hours of the show. You had the uh, Shane McMahon return, and it seems to be something that did pretty well ratings-wise. I mean, the numbers are in, and Raw did over 4 million viewers for the first two hours of the show and then you know, fell off a cliff for the third hour to find out what was going to happen with Roman Reigns. Uh, so, yeah, Shane McMahon really uh, driving the viewership up and a combination of being after the Fastlane pay-per-view. Uh, but people watch that show. We also got um, confirmation that Charlotte is going to defend her championship likely in a singles match, and it's going to be against the winner of Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Um, I guess there's still time to make that a three-way if there's some type of draw or some type of interference with Charlotte. Um, but we could be setting up for Charlotte and Sasha Banks one-on-one. I really liked that Charlotte promo. I thought it was really, really cool. Everything from dressing up like a Bella to come out and cut it to the uh, false concern over Becky's safety within the uh, dissension of Team Bay. That Becky watch out spot, that that was uh, that was clever. I, I liked it. Um, my only thing is now they have three tag teams that don't get along with each other right now, and it could be a bit of fatigue, and that fatigue will generally go first to a Divas type of match if they continue this. Do Team Bay have any kind of loyalty, even though they haven't established that? Uh, do you think that we do get a singles match, or do you think we get a triple threat? Oh, they're not a team anymore. Oh, no, I, I get that. But do you think we get a, uh, I'm think gonna, we get a triple threat? I think somehow they're going to end up doing a triple threat. Um, I do, too. If there was another triple threat match on this show, I wouldn't think so. But, I mean, I don't know if anything's going to end up going that way. Uh, I just think I just think that you can't leave any one of the three out, especially because Sasha and Becky are both too good. Right. They're just too good to, to leave out of this spot here. Yeah. That's true. I, you can, And they've been setting it up kind of that way. Um, I, You know, if we go back to the Royal Rumble, though, when Sasha Banks came out and cut that promo and did the angle with Charlotte it looked like that's what they were going to do. Yes. So are they resetting it to do that singles match at WrestleMania, or was that going to be the match at Fastlane, and then they added Becky Lynch, and then you know they obviously curbed that and went with Brie Bella. Um, so, yeah, if I had to choose one or the other, I think triple threat right now uh, for the Divas Championship they, is the best way. Yeah, I think they backtracked and decided, you know what, we were going to move on from Becky, but we don't have anything for her to do at yeah. WrestleMania. yeah. So let's put her in this because she can be really good in ring with the two of them. And they, and between the three of them, they all have good chemistry one-on-one. Now, yeah. a triple threat might be a bit different. So Triple threat, you can kind of hide Charlotte a little bit. You can do different triple threat things that, you know, hide some of the inefficiencies of Charlotte. And you can have Sasha and Becky go in there yeah, at times and just do a singles match. You know, they're really good. So you can do a lot of different things. But, you know, by the time we get to WrestleMania whether it's a triple threat or a singles match, they're probably going to get like seven minutes and it yeah. won't matter a whole lot. Yeah. And so, that's unfortunate. Eh, Although I mean, I, I I'm looking forward to the match either way, either way it should be pretty fun. And it's, it's a new thing. It's not new, but it's different for that division where you usually have the multi-women match or, you know, yet Snooki one year, you have the five on five, those crappy battle Royals that they have battle where everybody Royals, gets knocked out within 10 seconds. The, you have, yeah, the you have the six person. Yeah, the six person with the celebrity, like Maria Menounos, comes in and does a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah, you have an actual match with actual wrestlers for an actual championship. It is yes. a novel idea. Mm. I'm trying to look at the WrestleMania card. So right now, the Charlotte match, the Dean Ambrose match, 
tentatively the Shane McMahon match, and then your main event, Triple H and Roman Reigns locked into place. Um, I saw a lot of speculation last night after the show, actually, that people didn't think Roman Reigns and Triple H might actually happen. Why? I don't know. I wonder, you know, if they, <laughs> if they just decided, I'm, I'm trying to understand how you would think that. I mean, if, if they just decided that Roman's not the guy, so we got to do something else with Roman Reigns, I don't know who else you would, you would put in there uh, against Triple H for the title. But no, I, I just see this more as uh, there were a lot of rumors. You know, I was getting DMs before the show about rumors of a Roman Reigns injury. And that could be the case. This could be a ride out to keep him off TV for a week or two to to either have a surgery or to rehab an injury. WWE.com is saying that he had surgery on his nose, but that might right. just be storyline from the angle last night to cover a real injury. Yeah. Um, whether he's off TV a little bit uh, or not for an injury, who knows? Some are speculating that he's off TV just to keep, stay away from some of the more hostile crowds and to keep him away so that when he returns a couple of weeks before Mania, it will be a big deal. Like, okay, we haven't seen Roman Reigns in a couple of weeks. Hooray, he's back. He can finally overcome Triple H at WrestleMania. But that beatdown last night sure didn't look like at any point the crowd will cheer Roman Reigns over Triple H. And Triple H didn't help matters either. Doing the, you know, kind of doing the lifting the arms in victory and the suck it spot. You know, that's a... It used to be interpreted as a heel move, but now it's a face move. Oh, yeah, against cheers. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to be very, very difficult, especially that weekend, and especially if the NXT show is what we think it's going to be, off the charts awesome, for anybody to boo Triple H. He is a good guy in, in this universe that, quote-unquote, plays a bad guy on Raw, and that... That towing the line of wanting the adulation while wanting to be a bad guy at the same time, it 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 basically is going to hurt Roman here. I think I I just unless you match Stephanie, who people naturally want to boo with Roman in some way to get the boos, <laughs> or you play more up Stephanie and Hunter. Roman Reigns is in a lot of trouble right now after that beatdown. No, he is because in there's there's no way. They should have been yelling one more time <laughs> after that pedigree. Well, people which they like were cool. Doing. People like cool and beating yeah. up Roman Reigns and doing the pedigree on the steps and and all of that brawl was cool. Well, so people like yeah. that. So that's part that of it. Was... But then you have that on top of the fact that you're right. People just want to see Roman Reigns get beat up. Triple H was doing all the fan friendly spots. You know, people like Triple H. He wasn't involved in the heel work early on in the show. He wasn't there with the McMahons when Shane returned. He hadn't right. been a heel on that episode of Raw yet, so that crowd didn't have any reason to boo him. Yeah. Now, do you think this was the intended effect? Do you think he was meant to get booed? Well, that I mean, no, I don't think Vince wants Roman Reigns to get booed. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. I mean, I meant Triple H. Do you think the intent was Triple H to be booed for doing all that stuff to him? I don't know if the intent necessarily was for them to boo him that night. I think the intent was to build sympathy for Roman Reigns. Yes, I agree there because they've been playing they were playing that up all night, especially yeah. in the main event slot where they are saying, "Oh, look at the odds stacked against Roman again." They're they're doing that story but with what, the League of Nations. What hurt was, I mean, he's there four on one effectively. It's Roman Reigns and Sheamus as the main event of Raw. He's there against all four members of the League of Nations. 
you know, they're getting involved and so forth. By the time Triple H come, comes out, Roman should have been beaten up more already. Yeah, he should be dead. But by the time Roman, maybe not dead, but like really exhausted, like maybe he fights off the League of Nations, right? But maybe he really hurts himself doing so. And it's like, you know, it, it took everything he had to fight them off. But by the time Triple H comes out, Roman Reigns is, you know, he's a little tired, but he's on his feet. He's ready to brawl. He's going at it with Triple H and Triple H just destroys him. Yeah. And they can't tell that story of necessarily being exhausted from fighting the League of Nations because he's already gone through them and he's gone through the Wyatts and he's gone through every single army of big guys he can get and it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. I don't know what can work at this point with Roman. That's, And I know what they want out of him and I even think turning him heel would possibly get people to turn on him. That's that's the crazy thing is, is you know, maybe going away for a week or two is the best thing that could happen to the character. And that sometimes helps going away for a little bit. You don't let the crowd remember how much they disliked you and uh, give them a reason to cheer because it's cool. Oh, we're, we're here for the night he finally returned. Or so, at least get rid of, get rid of the notion that he's being shoved down our throats. Right. Roman Reigns though, main eventing. And you're right. They're adding steps. I mean, the Dean Ambrose match is going to be no holds barred uh, street mm-hmm. fight. Obviously the hell in a cell. We don't know what Kevin Owens is going to do. Kevin Owens not even on Raw on Monday. Uh, We don't know exactly what AJ Styles is going to do, but that's certainly interesting that they're still keeping him alongside Chris Jericho. And is there any any thought to maybe them making AJ and Chris Jericho a tag team? Or was that just a post-Fastlane match because, you know, they were kind of settling their beef and they'll go their separate way? There is a possibility that they put those two in the multi-tag thing. But I think the move here... There's a hell of a lot of tag teams now all of a sudden if they're a tag team. Yeah, the the move here to me is to keep them a tag team with different ones getting the heat in their matches to the point where familiarity breeds contempt with Jericho and he goes, we're just too even and too much the same and he just clocks AJ one week and they have the blow off. I, I would have gotten, I thought the move would be to get these two away from each other and go to other things for WrestleMania, but it's obvious that someone likes this. So we're going to have a fourth match of some kind. I think I hope that this isn't a tag team. Cause that Y two AJ is going to get old real fast. And if they do a fourth match, I mean, AJ has got to win just to kind of cement it. They have to have another stipulation here though, because there's no reason. I mean, We've had two out of three. What? What's the? What? Where? How are the stakes upped for a fourth? Uh, ooh, you know, Jericho retirement step? No, maybe not. Well, I mean, maybe if you want to do that at WrestleMania, if you want Chris Jericho to do the retirement, but I don't think he's done yet. Uh, okay, may, maybe one on one on a SmackDown or Raw to get into the multi-man ladder match to get either the U.S. title or Intercontinental Championship, or maybe a one-on-one. They're a tag team for a couple of weeks, and then Kevin Owens needs an opponent, and those are the two guys who are the option, and they have to fight all of a sudden again. Yeah, because they were they were, they're thinking about having Owens. In, we have in six AJ. weeks. Yeah, we have six weeks. We have plenty of time. I'm not going to, although that social outcast <laughs> segment was death. You love them, right? Mm, I like Heath Slater. Yeah, that's about it. But I mean, he looked good in the match, but 
it was just inexplicable to me that that AJ gets beat down and then <laughs> when they're trying to get him over and then Chris Jericho is the one who makes the save. They should have had it the other way around, even though, you know, That's AJ true. looked good. Yeah. AJ looked good in the end, but. That's a little personal, but hmm? we'll go on from there. Okay. That's raw. I mean, the, it was kind of a newsworthy show just because we got a couple of directions for WrestleMania, but really the biggest news out of it will come the next couple of weeks on TV. Oh, I think the big news was Bootios. No. <laughs> they're, no, they're, 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 they're going to tow this line, aren't they, between heel and face, depending on who they're, who they're going against, right? Yeah, the, New Day's, uh, the, the, New Do- the New Day's portrayal uh, was interesting. Um, yeah. How many tag teams are there right now? If they wanted to do a multi-man uh, tag team match for the tag team titles, you got the Usos. Ding. The, the Ascension. The Dudleys. I don't know, but the I don't know if the Ascension would get into something <laughs> like that. The Ascension Lucha are Dragons. Be, the Ascension are going to be two guys in the battle royal. Right. Uh, Lucha, Lucha Dra- no, but I mean, I guess you could do that. But then, what do you do with the U.S. title? Yeah, the League of Nations has League a representative. League of Nations guys, yeah. You have uh, Golden Truth. Yeah, I, God I, help us. I don't know what they're doing with those two guys. I mean, I wonder if this is just, you know, five minutes on TV each week just to do it. And that even if they team up, maybe they'll just be a superstars team, you know, like not even on Raw. Yeah. They're just going to be a superstars team. Because why not? At a time where there should be a clear direction for almost everything, there is certainly a lot of unclear direction. And there's two different ways. Like I'm I'm usually the one like, you know, sit back, watch, let's see where it goes, because hopefully they're doing something with it. Not but, for the road to WrestleMania. I want to, I don't want a waste of time. Right. I don't want wasted time at WrestleMania too. That's why it's just a weird time for it. Like I'm willing to wait and see what they do with the styles clash and AJ styles. Like you're not doing it. So, you know, you know, if, is it being saved? Are you not doing the move anymore? I'll wait and see before I start freaking out. But with yeah, like on our the, truth and on the, gold dust, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And I don't on even the know if they should be on TV. Yeah, and on the pre-show, they were setting up something for Miz and Ziggler, and that never happened. I'm like, I'd much rather see that than R-Truth and Goldust, for God's sakes. But yeah, And then you have you have a bunch of these big guys. You have a bunch of guys who aren't doing much, and you assume they're going to be in a battle royal of some kind. <laughs> that Ryback turn and promo. Ugh. Although at the same Ugh. time, he's he's in there with guys who always turn on their partners, Big Show and Kane. He's just getting out there early. Yeah, but the promo afterwards didn't even bear. Oh, it's nothing personal. I just want to go on my, I've just decided not to be a tag team partner right now. Well, then why'd you go out for the match, you dummy? Oh, he decided there <laughs> under the bright lights. He had, oh, he decided. He, he had decided his epiphany. He, he was winning. He gets tagged out, and then he has a state of ennui and just leaves. He's, he's looking there at the ring, and he's like, you know he what? Has, he he has a he has a crisis of confidence all of a sudden. He has to go on some sort of metaphysical journey in his head right, to figure Sorkin. out what he's doing with what he's doing with his life. Oh, what am I doing with my life? Oh, it's a glass ceiling. Ah, tag teams holding me down. My identity is as a star. I mean, you either go full heel here or you don't say anything and you kind of tease that. But this? Okay. It's an interesting choice. I don't know if it's a good choice, but it's interesting, especially given the CM Punk homages slash jabs that Ryback has entered into his arsenal. Alexa Bliss, what did you think of the Ryback's turn? 
lot. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, you, you do the hey, guys, Wait. first. Hey, guys. You don't, give your, you, you don't give yeah. your answer and then say hello, Alexa. I, I forgot my own bit. No. <laughs> Here I am trying to help you out, Jeff, but. Blake and Murphy are lame. Mm. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Um, yeah, just follow sure. me. Follow him. Don't even follow Jeff. What are you going to do? Uh, that's WWE Raw. SmackDown is uh, currently, I guess it's probably a half an hour away from starting. It's in Indianapolis tonight. I decided not to go. Notice that. I didn't feel like it was necessary. Um, but Triple H is going to be on. Is he? Yeah. Did they say that? Yes. Oh. I saw Roman Reigns is announced for the show. Um, if he had <laughs> surgery today, he's probably not actually going to work on the show. Dean Ambrose probably shouldn't work on the show. Uh, it's going to be a long show of AJ Styles and Chris Jericho again. Be Perhaps. The big, be the big AJ show. It's, big Dolph Ziggler show. Maybe Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Not Rusev or Lana. Mm. They had some weird stuff. Uh, before the show, we were talking about Rusev and Lana and how Rusev tweeted something. Lana tweeted earlier today, too, and I guess I'm just now putting two and two together. Um, Lana put something on Twitter talking about how she and Rusev were no longer ever going to autograph anything unless it was at an official signing. And that was kind of oh. like out of left field. And then Rusev, uh, you mentioned that Rusev tweeted something earlier. Yeah, that Wizard World is canceled. We won't be there. We'll be at home. See you at the next uh, event. It's like, okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking on Google, and like they're being advertised in a lot of different ways to be at Wizard World. And if they're not actually going to be there, that's a little strange because Wizard World seems like it's going on. I this is Wizard World Cleveland, correct? Wizard World Cleveland. They were supposed to be at Wizard World Cleveland. Now, they live in Nashville, and maybe there's something mm -hmm. with the weather because I know we're supposed to have some bad weather come across the Midwest over the next two days. Um, uh, so maybe, they, but no, but they should be in SmackDown right now. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're anticipating weather and their booking was canceled. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're after, maybe they got to be on a house show somewhere. I don't know. With Roman Reigns hurt, maybe they, maybe Rusev did have to be on a house show somewhere. Maybe there's some other thing. I don't know exactly what date is supposed to go on, but some weird stuff again. I mean, it's been the year of weird Twitter drama with Lana and Rusev. Yeah. It's it's strange. What are you looking forward to? I mean, we got still six, five or six weeks of Raw left before WrestleMania. Um, we had the announcement, obviously, we talked about on Sunday of Shinsuke Nakamura. And they posted a two-minute video of him kind of touring the uh, training center a little bit. Uh, so we have that to look forward to towards WrestleMania. But over the next couple of weeks, I mean, what what on this episode of Raw or what on Fastlane really hooked you to be like, I'm looking forward to seeing a resolution to such and such Ambrose Brock I think is going to be compelling even if they are together too much and even if Paul Heyman is rehashing the same promo he does time after time after time um it's still going to be compelling television to watch uh you know I, I I'm I'm from a radio perspective I am quite interested in what they do with Roman Reigns here on the build because this is it, isn't it? This is the last chance for him to really be over as any kind of star. And if they don't, he's going to be around. I don't. And he's going to be. 
I don't Ryback. Think, I tell you what, I don't think it's his last chance because the crowd already sees him as more than something like Ryback or Dolph Ziggler. They do see him on the upper echelon. They may not like that he's there, but they do see him there. Um, if he were to have a strong heel turn and a strong heel run as like a bad guy that people could boo, eventually you could switch him over and he could be the cool baby face that, you know, turns like CM Punk did um, or The Rock did for all, you know, for all we know. So they, they could salvage him. It just doesn't seem like they want to do that right now. So this current run as babyface, yes, can sour him to the point where you have to do a drastic measure like a heel turn. Okay. And make him a bad guy for a year. But it's not the end of Roman if they screw it up. It really isn't. They could do different things. They just have to choose to do them. I just don't see Roman Reigns going into WrestleMania, no matter what they do. I mean, six weeks isn't enough time to rehab what we're seeing right now with Roman and make him a solid main event babyface. Just not enough time. They're going to boo right. him. They're going to cheer Triple H. They're going to want to see Triple H win. Um, you can WrestleMania 22 is weird because John Cena was going in and he really had this big mixed reaction. And by the time they got to WrestleMania in Chicago, the people were cheering Triple H like crazy. But it wasn't a disaster that John Cena won. And he was already... It was early on in his big run. I mean, he had just been made the world champion the year prior, but he was still kind of over. He's He was at a much higher level than what Roman Reigns is now. Uh, but it didn't kill him that he won at WrestleMania and that he was booed massively. He He weathered the storm. Roman Reigns, to me, doesn't have the confidence, doesn't have the personality, doesn't have all that that he shows on screen to weather a storm like John Cena did. So right. he could have the same exact situation happen to WrestleMania Dallas, it really is all about how he reacts to it and how he performs through it. Uh, they're just not, they're not helping him. I mean, they are not helping him. Triple H is not helping him. Triple H goes out there acting as a baby face, acting as a guy that should get your support. That doesn't help. And, you know, I'm Kevin Owens is always going to be interesting, no matter what he does, because he just gets it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm kind of interested in this new heel Dudleys doing the, uh, old ECW 95 Mick Foley anti-hardcore gimmick. Mm -hmm. I, I'm interested to see what they do with that because I think Bubba Ray, I almost call him Bully Ray from his TNA days. I, th I think Bubba Ray is underrated in terms of his mind for, for angles and promos and, and ha getting himself over. Mm -hmm. I, I think... I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how hard they play up the no tables thing. And maybe they get rid of the was up spot and the fan friendly things and, and kind of, you know, towards the end of their ECW run, they were crass, but they were heat machines in, in, in some of those promos that they were cutting on crowds. Maybe they, we get a hint of, of that old school Dudley boy magic as well. There's another tag team. Just a ton of tag teams in WWE. Ton of tag teams. Which one are you thinking of? Of what? Oh, the Dudley. Oh, the Dudleys. Okay, I thought we had mentioned them. No, the yeah, thing. we may have. We may have. Um, if I'm looking forward though to uh, anything in the future, I mean, it's it's whether or not John Cena is going to come back. Really, kind of is, and how they play off John Cena and the Undertaker. Um, other than that, I mean. Finding out, you're right, finding out what Kevin Owens does. Kevin Owens is super interesting. He wasn't even on Raw. He's got the Intercontinental Championship. Um, he's he's primed to perform on Raw in such a way that whatever match he's in at WrestleMania, it's going to come off as a big deal. 
Yeah. And not everyone in WWE can do that. And Kevin Owens usually does a really good job of making his matches feel important. Even when he's not in a match with someone who's at the level of importance that you sometimes draw with those matches. But yeah, I'm, I want to see what AJ Styles does too. Cause I don't want to see a tag team with Chris Jericho. I don't want to see, do I. I don't want to see a fourth Chris Jericho match at WrestleMania. If they do it on TV, that's fine. Um, but we're in the time now where, you know, AJ is, is over enough with the WWE audience. He's had a month on TV. Now put him in the singles match with Owens or put him in something important. Use him. Question for you following up on your John Cena comment. You saw the Instagram post. Did you read anything into it or no? The one where he had... Uh, the six photos. The six photos? Fo- oh, or no, the, I, I didn't the, see that, no. Or the photo, the photos where he's... Allu- Basically, to me, he was just kind of alluding to big moments or big opponents that he had because he has a predator, which I think is... You know, Randy Orton, he had the, he had CM Punk, he had uh, Paul Newman from Slapshot, which is CM Punk's avatar. He had the picture of The Undertaker. He's just alluding, I think he's just teasing people right now. I, I don't yeah. think it meant anything. I don't know, but is he trying to get back for WrestleMania? I'm, I'm sure he is. I'm oh, sure if he, he can get a, if he can get a doctor to clear him, he'll be got, there. Yeah. He'll have a lot better luck at that than I think Daniel Bryan was going to. Oh, well, I, I don't think it mattered Getting if Daniel get, got clearance or not. He wasn't going to come back. Come back. Yeah, that's true. yeah. He wasn't going to come back. Uh, so our top 100 match, as you alluded to in the open of the show, in your house 10 mind games, the main event, Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley, Mankind, for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. In your house 10. 10 Jeff I watched this uh, match shortly before we uh, recorded the show uh, this match was what number is this one it was 44 I think yeah 44 in our top 100 uh, mm-hmm. so we are well into the second half of our top 100 countdown this match took place in 1996 uh, and I was excited because <laughs> at the end I of this why. match we got <laughs> we got some Sid you got your favorite wrestler. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about creative bankruptcy, this time period right here may be one of the WWE, WWF's low points because this was fake razor, fake diesel time. This was the ECW invasion to plug their pay-per-view. They were trying to throw anything at the wall that would stick here. And at the same time, uh, HBK has more creative juice than possibly any other time in his career because, to me, the whole Jose Lothario story, having him second him, brought nothing to the table to me uh, during this time. Uh, they were signing guys that, you know, you were going, well, maybe they could do something with them. You had Mick Foley, who was kind of a shock to everybody that they'd want someone of his um, hardcore past. They had, they had just or at least recently gotten Vader from WCW. Sid had come back to kind of play the bodyguard role for HBK. But there was a lot of uh, panic going on in the WWE because this is right before we even get to the Monday Night Wars of some kind. And this show is a one-match show. And the story of this match, to me, 
is that you trust Mick Foley to know how to get Mick Foley over. Because this was really his, was this really his first big match in WWF at this time? Because they had, they had just paired him up with Paul Bear. He was starting to feud with The Undertaker. They are building that up. And he was kind of playing the whole he, he loves the urn two type thing. He was still kind of doing the, two, the different entrance with the different exit music at the time. It's early in his run. Yeah, I don't think he, this is the first big match, but well, it's he's coming. Yeah, because he's coming off of the month before at SummerSlam having the Boiler Room Brawl. Right. And that was that's one I still remember from, you know, the whole angle with Undertaker. It was kind of a continuation of the angle with Undertaker throughout this match. Yeah, um, to, it, them, to them it was mid-card, but this is really his first main event, main event match in WWF, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> there, there's, there's a little bit of contentiousness both in ring and on commentary, too. <laughs> um, at, at, uh, at one point, the very eclectic, commentary team of Vince McMahon who is in full Vince McMahon mode. Oh god, he was. Full Vince McMahon there, hard sell mo- There was a good there was a good, you know, 3 minutes it seemed like where he was screaming into the mic and he hadn't taken a breath and you could the boyhood tell. Boyhood dream forever and ever. Oh my god, have you seen something like this? This the is boyhood the- dream has come true and I can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> you have Vince doing the hard sell. You have JR kind of doing the sports call play-by-play, and you have Mr. Perfect here. And at some point during this match, I think it might have even been towards the beginning, Mr. Perfect goes to make a point, and Vince cuts him off and goes into his... That, that kind of thing. And, and Mr. Perfect doesn't talk for a good five to seven minutes after that because I think he's steaming. And then in, in the match, fully at some point forgets a spot because he throws HBK into the corner and you can hear HBK turn him and go, come on like that. And he walks up to, to make, I make, I just smacks it really hard in the face and he kind of becomes, and you just hear this grumblings like you son of a bitch. And they get past it. But a lot of this match is vintage, Cactus Jack from WCW and the false count anywhere spots, you know, the pulling up of the mat, you know, the elbow from the apron, um, even going through tables and just bumping and making Sean look like a star. And then Sean gets vicious at one point and starts smashing, smashing mankind's fingers, which is kind of an awesome move for a heel, <laughs> but it's kind of interesting for a baby face. I mean, Sean Michaels is an ass kicking baby face in a world where at this time, at least those didn't exist. This was, this was clean cut all American hero time in the WWF still for the most part. Cause we hadn't gotten to Austin really in, in his ascent. Right. And, uh, but you know, it, it, it was weird cause it turned from a Foley falls count anywhere type match to an HBK wrestling match and then back into a fight. And I, I, you know, I really did enjoy this match quite a bit. No, it was, I, I really liked watching it. I mean, I let it play through, and it was it was fun to watch. I mean, it, you're right. It was a brawl at times. They do the uh, early in the match. Mankind goes outside and sets up the Spanish announce table. Yes. And Hugo Savinovich is like, no, don't take my table. And he's like trying to bring it back and trying to plead <laughs> with Mankind not to take it. And, and HBK cuts him off, and they wrestle, wrestle, wrestle for a little bit. And about 15 minutes later, 
You know, they work their way up to the top rope. Mankind is about to back body drop Shawn Michaels through the table. Shawn Michaels twists in the air and it ends up being a press through that same table. Uh, But yeah, the Spanish announced table, they were basically calling the match without a table for 15 minutes while looking at it just slightly in front of them (laughs) and not able to bring it back at the end of the day. Uh, But no, it, it was fun. You know, they had. Uh, Paul Bearer was there at ringside, kind of distracting the ref at times to set up a chair use by Mankind, but Mankind can't use it because Shawn Michaels jumps on chairs that were set up in the ring to the top rope to deliver a super kick to Mankind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really cool stuff in this one. Shawn Michaels all glittery. Glitter just everywhere. Because of the the prior match uh, was gold dust in The Undertaker. Yep, so they're just glistening in gold. And for, for all the crap I, I j- we just gave Vince McMahon, the one thing he did on this show, and this is a one-match show. because this re- It really is. This, Go back in and, your house, yeah. this in your house is terrible for the most part. But throughout the show, he's like, they're, they're kind of plugging this, mankind is erratic and he could show up at any time. This is anything can happen in the WWE time period or anything can happen in the WWF time period that Vince is plugging hard, but especially in that Goldust Undertaker match. They were thinking, I mean, they were pushing, hey, Mankind can come out from under the ring. I mean, they were, McMahon knew he had something in Foley. Um, I just don't think he knew to what extent. And I think this match really, really showed him what he had. Yeah, looking at the uh, at the card, because I was, I was researching to try and find what Dave Meltzer rated this match um, for his recommendation. He, he gave the main event four and three quarter stars, so about as good as he can enjoy a match. And I and I really liked it, and you really liked it. But the rest of this card, you are absolutely right. And in your houses are kind of notorious for being one match shows in a lot of ways. Sometimes they're notorious for being zero match shows. Yes, they yeah. are. They are cheap pay per views for money. <laughs> you had Savio Vega versus Marty Jannetty opening up. That was a a star and a quarter. Jose Lothario versus Jim Cornette. I do not want to go back and watch what that was all about. Dear, he, he gave God. that he gave that negative one star. <laughs> Owen Hart and the British Bulldog defending the world tag team titles against Bart and Billy Gunn gave that two and a quarter. Mark Henry versus Jerry Lawler, a dud. And that's, the under- his, uh, that's his premiere. That's Mark Henry's uh, first match, I think, or first big match, at least, yep. on pay-per-view. And then Undertaker and Goldust, one star and a half. And then you oh, had the main was- event, Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. Mankind, which was excellent. But yeah, after the match was over, Shawn Michaels gets the win by disqualification because as he's going to attempt a pin on Mick Foley, who would run out but Vader? And Vader uh, attacks Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels kind of works him off a little bit. And then Sid comes out for the save and Sid beats up on Vader. And that allows, after all chaos is breaking loose, the Undertaker Undertaker to come out of the casket that was set up at ringside, the casket that Mick Foley entered the ring in. Undertaker and Mankind brawl. They beat each other up. And the one man left standing at the end of the show is Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, by the way, who at this point in the show was acting like the happiest man alive. He was smiling and playing around with the crowd. He was gleeful. And when he was going around the ring to close the show as Vince McMahon and all the guys on commentary (laughs) are talking, this guy's going around the ring to shake people's hands. There was a girl in one of the corners in the stands who would just not stop trying to make out with Shawn Michaels, (laughs) like straight up grabbing him, pulling his hair, you know, not letting him go. Yeah, the Ricky Morton effect. 
<laughs> I mean, she was trying to get some that night, and she was pretty successful too. And then there were also like this is the mid nineties. There were also a lot of guys trying to get their hands full <laughs> of. Shawn well, he Michaels. had just done. He had just done Playgirl, I think, as well. There are a lot of guys who are looking back if they own the WWE network right now and they're looking back and they're like, oh, that's me in the cr- ooh, maybe ugh, don't yeah, that, there's don't a- tell anyone that was me in the crowd. Yeah, Vince being Vince, there's another part of this commentary where 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 Perfect stumbles over what he's trying to say in his thought, and Vince McMahon just goes after Mister Perfect. <laughs> just go, God, that things never change, do they? They just never change. That's his go-to. If someone like stumbles on commentary he goes after them but you know if he stumbles on his promo don't you dare say anything don't don't do it um before we go to i want to talk a little bit about uh the news that was breaking today oh wwe has changed around their pay-per-view order huh you had i haven't heard of this yeah so the the show after wrestlemania which i believe is on may 1st but it's it's early on in may I'll get the calendar up here. Um, the show after WrestleMania, which was indeed going to be May 1st, that was supposed to be Extreme Rules. Right, which is basically a rematch of everything on WrestleMania. And then May 22nd in New Jersey was going to be Payback. Right. Now, now yesterday, WWE, uh, not WWE, it was actually the Prudential Center where Payback was supposed to be on the 22nd. They had announced that The Rock was going to be at Payback. As the guest, huh. as the guest host. Well, today, WWE announced that now the May first pay per view is going to be Payback, and the May twenty second show is going to be Extreme Rules. So they've switched around the pay per view order, kept the same dates, kept the locations, but switched around the pay per view order. And then this little nugget today that's out on Ticketmaster that very well could be an error, but you gotta wonder. That you have this whole Shane McMahon angle for power on Raw. Today on Ticketmaster, for tickets that are supposed to go on sale on March 19th, for the May 23rd Raw, this May 23rd Raw, which would be after the 22nd uh, pay-per-view, the title of the show that is supposed to take place at the Baltimore Arena is called WWE Monday Night Raw versus WWE. A lot of this yeah. is a little too coincidental. Well, not only that, there was also a nugget that said WWE is once again considering a brand split. Well, that's not really a nugget. That was that was them discussing it on Wrestling Observer Radio and not really knowing what they're talking about. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, that's Withdraw. not really that's not really a that's news man- nugget. I'll, that's I'll speculation. I'm trying to give you facts here, Jeff. These are facts that have happened. Act science. Okay, thanks. Yes, thanks we, for no, thanks for telling me. Well, because you know, you you listen to so much and you read so much, you don't know what is fact and what is speculation at times. And I just I messed up. There you go. Is there is that too coincidental, or do you think there's something there? Um, I think there's something there. I I do. I think though Shane has to win. Shane has to win this match. So he's gonna get control of Raw, and then maybe people rebel. People pick sides because Vince has been and the authority have been so magnanimous. You know what I really want? I want a draft. No, I want a draft so bad. Don't. I want to do mock drafts. I want to. I want to watch the draft. I want to debate the draft. I want to have our own draft here. What we would pick. 
trade picks. Oh my god. I want to do fantasy. No, please don't. We do enough fantasy booking on this show. The Shake Them Ropes, WWE versus Monday Night Raw. Fantasy draft <laughs> coming at you. Rob McCarron, draft expert, has Sheamus ranked number three on his draft board. God, Sheamus ain't going to be that high. <laughs> Sheamus is not going to be that high. Um, now, Rob, what do, you, what do you think WWE needs right now? Well, I think they need an athletic tag team that can really set the crowd on fire for an opening match. That's why I think they're going to draft the Lucha Dragons here. Thanks, Rob. Alexa Bliss, what brand would you want to be drafted to? Hey, guys. I just happen to be an NXT. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.